Scotty. I like that rock and roll, son. And we're back. Yes. Welcome, Scott. But the rock and roll always feel like I'm on a radio station. Yeah, but it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, adds, I mean, if you're needing a little pick-me-up like we are, mm -hmm. it gives you a little pick-me-up. I like a little pick-me-up. I know it. How are you yeah. doing? You feeling good? I'm feeling great. Say, last time you were coming back from, you know, a sickness, so. That's true. But. That's true. You're looking fantastic. Oh, thank you. You are. Yeah, I got a little close with the shave yesterday. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I I miscalculated on the little thingy and. Yeah, that's all good. No worries. Yeah, I had to shave off the beard. Well, we got people listening. We got people yeah. tuning in, and so they were wanting us to get a little more specific today on mm -hmm. some questions. I think you had yeah. told me this past week, like, "Hey, we gotta narrow this down." But we were talking about last week, wrapping up. We were talking about risking biscuit. it for the biscuit. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that came from, but it sounded kind of fun. But it was all about risking it to start a church or risking it to join a church. or So we're going to kind of talk about risking it to be a part of the cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> risking it to be part of the cult. Well, everybody thinks we're a cult. Well, well now we're not so. Maybe. I well, bet there's still some people. Yeah, I didn't help either on our first. Wow. Well, if you remember, I got on the mic at like one of our first, uh, like one of the summer ones, like one of the first services we ever did. Mm-hmm. And I said... You were uh, the host then. Yeah, but I, no one else was in the room. It was just Chip and I. And I was like whispering like, lock the doors and pass the Kool-Aid. What I didn't know was <laughs> is that it was going into the lobby. Way to go, Scott. Yeah, so everyone in the lobby was hearing me like, yeah. My creepy voice. Anytime you have a new church, though, you know, or something's new, they're always like, what is it about? Or what are right. they doing? Or I heard this, or I heard that. So that's what's cool about the podcast is you get to hear the inside, yeah. you know, stories. And we're not a cult, by the no. way, you know. No, not yet. <laughs> Still working on it. Still working. I don't even really know the definition of a cult, but we won't really yeah. get into that this podcast. That's another yeah. side podcast. That's a whole nother... It's called The Church, The Simple Church. Yes. Anyway, that was, I remember when we were starting, that's what I tell people. I was like, no, it's still a church. It's just maybe done differently, but it's a church. Yeah. So what are your questions about The Simple Church, Scott? And <laughs> well, what, did, what did you want to go through today? Getting away from the cult mm -hmm. and getting more into the partnership. Yes. Yeah, because we don't, we don't have a letter. We don't ask people to join and be a member. We want people to be partners. Mm. So what does it mean to partner? Very good question. Now, this is because you you grew up in church as well. Oh, yeah. And you remember transferring of letters and all this kind of Which, stuff. So when we, Yeah, I did three times. Yeah, it's like, I need to transfer my letter. Well, we knew all that, so we were just trying to get away from some of the weird... That's even just a weird terminology. I don't even know what, really what it meant. I know that it was, I guess, like a literal letter. Which, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> which is not like one, like A, not like the letter A. It was like a letter stating that this was your home church, I think, and your statement of faith or your baptism or whatever. But we were like, man, let's just move away from that and just start fresh with people and say, if you want to be a part of us, we don't really want to call it membership because membership was kind of like a, a club membership. It was like, we're going to sign up for this. And then we get certain things, and you get certain things, and it's more like we're serving them. And hey, we're just here to provide the best childcare, the best music, the best message. And you just sit back, relax, and enjoy. And thank you for your membership. And I was like, that's just kind of weird to me. So when we started Simple Church, we knew that we had to have a lot of people helping. If you didn't have a lot of people helping, we weren't going to make it because there were only 80 starting. But those 80 were told very clearly <laughs> it's not about you. Now, the reason I say that is because 
they don't typically say that in a church. It's the opposite. It's like, no, it's all about you and your family. Like, what do you want? What are you looking for? What do you need? Well, we were going, man, we need people to kind of come in with a different mindset. And are you willing to not be a member and just sit back and relax and enjoy the benefits? Is will you partner with us? Will you work alongside with of us? Uh, to, you know, serve the church, yes, on the inside, but then also serve the church outside. Big difference because uh, most people, when we were first doing the what we call partner parties, was a membership class, a way to join, is we would walk people through that. And if you grew up in a different denomination or you grew up in a different way of doing church, you're like, no, you don't ever transfer letters? I'm like, no. And then we still had people call us like, I need you to move my letter for me. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> No, we're not really moving letters. I mean, we're, we told you that, but we, we didn't even know how. No, I mean, I think they just called. You'd be like, "Hello, Miss, you know, Louise. We got a, one of your members over here. Can you just transfer their letter?" I'm assuming that's how that happened. Yeah, I don't really know. We never really got into that part of it, which wouldn't have been. A, it's not a bad thing. It's just it was a little bit weird for us, and we didn't even have secretaries and stuff. Julie and them started, you know, helping some, but we didn't have any. We still don't have any secretaries. What am I talking about? <laughs> So it's still like, you know, it's just easier to say, hey, if you want to partner with this, this is what it looks like for us. Make sure you serve, obviously. We want you to not just sit back and receive or to be a taker. We want you to be a giver. And that is in your time, then it is also in your resources. Uh, And obviously, we wanted to know that they had been baptized, that they had a commitment to Christ. And so we walked through that in that membership class. And that's where some people were like, you know, they would criticize us without really knowing what we were doing. Because if you'd never been to a a partner party, uh, then they would be like, you know, what is that all about? Now we're changing some of the wording around everything. It's still basically a partner, but we realize that uh, the, this podcast is one example. Some of the questions that people are asking in the modern way, Scott, thanks to your wisdom and your knowledge, mm. they can get that uh, through podcasts instead of taking so much time coming to a class like sitting for an hour to listen to me say all that I'm saying now I'm, now we got seven eight ten hours worth of talking you can't get that in a podcast anyway I mean excuse me in a partner part anyway it was only like an hour and a half and we were feeding them and trying to do all this so we we're like ah let's come up with a different way and your genius mind over there you, <laughs> that's true Scott you're just you, I guess such you didn't invent the podcast, though, yeah, did you? Such a genius with 26 different jobs. And... <laughs> yeah, we're going to get back to that at another time. But you were risking it for the biscuit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's why I think it was cool is that people now are getting a lot of their questions answered in a format. They can be driving to work or they can be sitting at their office, you know, uh, got their AirPods in, and they can listen and go, oh, okay, I see what they're about. I know what's going on. But the idea is still the same. We're not going to transfer a letter for you. We just want you to be a part of us, and we're going to partner together to help you and your family, yes, grow in Christ. But at the same time, we want stuff from you. We're not going to try to sugarcoat it. We want your time. We want your energy. We want you to be able to invest back into what we're doing. And that's everything from do good days to helping with kids to set up to tear down to going on trips to you know, all of the various things that we do throughout the community and around the world. You know, we want everybody doing that. We don't want just like a certain portion of people. And that's the, somebody asked me, we had a, a backstage with Simple Church event, like where we actually, for the first time ever this past Sunday, invited first time guests to go backstage. And they gave a tour and they walked through and it was awesome. It was really cool. But then at the end, I was like, just got any questions? And I was telling them about the podcast and some of them were going, yeah, but how many members do you have? Well, dude, if you grew up in church, you knew that membership really didn't mean a whole lot. It was kind of like they somebody may have joined, 
but they never really did anything. They weren't there. They didn't give. They didn't attend. But if they were going to die, their parents would say, well, they were members there. Or if you had a kid get married, <laughs> this is the truth. They were like, you know, hey, my kid's getting married. And I, well, are you a member? Yeah, look, I joined back in 1976. Well, when was the last time you've been? 1976, you know, <laughs> but that's the way it was. And that's the way church is. So we were going, man, is there any way to change that a little bit and go, hey, man, we, we want you to help us. We want to, to get involved in uh, your life. We want you to help us as we accomplish what we're accomplishing in the church. So it's been a pretty wild ride. And I mean, I think there's things we've learned and there's good and bad out of that. But that's a pretty much a, a rough idea of what that means. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is important because I think a lot of people, like what I grew up doing is you just go, you sit in a pew and you just sit there and you stare and then you go home. Or go out to eat after Sunday church, you know, and then that's pretty much all that you do. Right. So I think that's why it is important that you partner because we ask a lot of you yeah. in volunteering and we need those people to volunteer and to go and do. Yeah, and to give. I mean, like you were saying before, you got a lot of different things that you're trying to accomplish. I mean, you've got local stuff that you're trying to accomplish, global stuff that you're trying to accomplish. I mean, we got one person right now, Angela Sedbury, she's getting ready to launch a uh, uh, class, and I say it's a class, it's really like a support group, uh, a helping, um, you know, for people that are battling dementia, that have dementia. So uh, it's really for the family members as well as it is for the person who has the sickness. And that's it's expensive. So we're putting cabinets. I went to Dallas yesterday and bought the cabinets to put in there so that we can have the storage and everything. Well, that's about, you know, five, seven, ten grand, really, when it all starts adding up to what you're all buying to get the supplies in and things. Well, what's cool is, is if somebody is a partner, you're going, hey, man, help us accomplish this. So that when you lay your head on your pillow or you talk to a friend or you just know in your guts, like, man, I was able to help accomplish that. And we talked about it last time, if it's drilling a water well, it's one thing to go, man, that's cool, man, they drilled a water well. But no, we want you to be a part of that. If it's five dollars. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, going on the trip you can't afford to do. It's like, just get involved. I mean, and that's why I think Simple Church has been cool to see the different little projects and stuff you're able to do, whether it's Operation Christmas Child, packing a box after church. We want our partners to do that. And, of course, we want our people that are attending or guests to be a part of that. But you're going, hey, partners, do we have a bunch of kids around the world that could use a Christmas this year, so don't miss this opportunity. So the money may not directly come to us. It may go to Operation Christmas Child or getting this kid a gift somewhere around the world, but we want you to do it. Or remember we packed the food, New Manna, you know, and we had, you know, thousands of meals going to Africa. Well, it's one thing to sit in there and go, well, that's cool, they're feeding people. Or take 10 minutes of your schedule, you know what I'm saying, and $10 out of your wallet, and you actually fed kids for a week. Well, that's what's cool to me and different than I grew up in church doing it. Like, just like you said, I grew up in church. We sat and listened. I mean, pretty much it was sing, listen, you know, and then, you know, we'd walk out of there and hit McDonald's or Western Sizzler and on the way home. Mm, that was <laughs> that was the good old day. Oh, yeah. But now, I mean, then my mom eventually, my dad figured out, well, he was a deacon, and then my mom would do, you know, some Sunday school stuff. But not everybody felt like they could were a Sunday school teacher, and not everybody was qualified to be a deacon or whatever. So this what we're trying to do is involve as many people as possible through that partnership, to realize that they can do something. Everybody can do something. And if they do, it usually impacts them in a way that they go, man, that was pretty cool. I've never done that before. We hear it on mission trips all the time. You hear it on Sunday all the time. i got a guy in our life right now serving for the first time. He's like, dude, I've never done this before in my life. 
Like, dude, it ain't that hard. You know, it's another 30 minutes out of your schedule. But the relationships, the friendships, the benefits are pretty cool when you get to see that. Yeah, I think really for me, the mission trips are where it's at as far as because you're really out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's the most impactful. And that's where I think, in my opinion, we've done a really great job because we offer a lot more than mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people yeah. have. And it's not and it's not just all just, you know, Africa or Honduras. There's stuff close like in Juarez and there's even stuff here. But I think it's important to get out of your comfort zone. And, and, speak, and, and, and this that's a great segue to me is just like – the comfort zone for people, like those trips are a great way to do that. No doubt about it. Uh, local do good day. We're going to have a, a walk for good coming up in just a few weeks where we're helping childhood cancer and all these different things. Well, for some people, the uncomfortable step is I'm just going to go to church. Some people are watching online or they're listening to podcasts, but they hadn't got the nerve up yet to go. Dude, I'm going to go try it. I'm going to go to the convention center. I'm going to... <laughs> get my kids up that's still uncomfortable that's not uncomfortable for you because you've done it forever and that's but if you don't know anyone if you've never been there they're tripping a little bit on that and i understand that's why i'm hoping they're listening to this and going man these guys are all right maybe you know they're a cult but it's still cool you know i might could do that it's a joke you know what i'm saying they could but go i'll risk it i'll try it i'll get a little uncomfortable i'll go down and see what that's about and just like you said, we always grow as a result. It God shows us something, He changes us. It relationships are established, and there's just some cool things that happen as a result. Well, I think there's a lot of people, especially in this world, scared to get uncomfortable. They're wanting to, but they're it's just fear. And so I hope that they will overcome their fear and give us a shot. You know, and this might be just a step in doing that or watching online. Yeah, because yeah, it's a different world we live in. Because now people like would much rather watch videos of somebody going and having fun than actually going and doing, Well, I was, which is yeah, crazy. I know. I was watching this morning on the news, and I had this thought watching the news. I'm like, a coronavirus right now. Everybody's freaking out over the coronavirus. We're supposed to leave for Lebanon in a couple of weeks. To uh, This past Easter, we did the lights, and we're going to go over there and see what's going on with the Syrian refugees. And everybody's freaking out about everything. And they were saying today that Japan shut down all of their schools. Not a kid in Japan is going to school. Yeah, I bet all of our American kids are like, Corona, Corona. And I'm not talking about the cerveza. I'm talking about the virus. They're like, come on, man, maybe we'll get out of school. That to me is what's going on. Everybody's so full of fear and skepticism, and you're not sure what to believe or not. So church is that way. I mean, now life is that way. Do I go? Do I not go? Can I be a part of that? Am I going to fit in or is this going to kill me? If I, I mean, it is real. I mean, anxiety and fear and worry and concern. So in a lot of ways, a podcast or watching on YouTube or watching live the stream now, as you begin to get a little bit clearer idea of going, I think I could probably hang with these guys. It really is a little bit different. We're not worried about your clothes. We're not worried about your background. We're not worried about what you believe or not believe. We're just going, man, just come and see. Come be a part. Find out what's happening. And if you think you fit in, you think, man, I could really be a part of that. Well, then we want you to partner with us. And then we're asking for a commitment. We're going, man, I need you to be there. I need you to volunteer. I need you to give a little something, man. It doesn't matter what it is. We don't even go so hard as going, it has to be a tithe. We're going, man, just give something on a regular basis because it helps pay for the donuts. It helps pay for the rent. It helps us to do good. And the more people that are doing that, then the bigger impact we're able to have. And hopefully, prayerfully, you knock down some of the walls now, even the fear of getting outside your walls. 
and and I think it's March 22nd, it's like this walk for good. We won't even have church. We'll be at the boardwalk. We'll be outside so they go, hey, man, you're familiar with the boardwalk. Come hang out with us. Come walk with your kids, build some Lego stuff. Man, it's all going to have a Lego theme going into Easter and all this kind of stuff. But it's just like, man, come be a part of that. Get out of the house, experience something maybe that you've never experienced. See something a little bit different, meet some new people. And it might just change your life forever, Scott. Mm. You might just be different. Mm. It's true. It is true, though. How many how many areas do we have that you can volunteer in? A bunch. Yeah, I can think of probably right off the top of my head probably ten to fifteen areas. Yeah, because you got kids production. Yeah, we got greeters, cafe. You know what I'm saying? Set up, tear down, which are two different groups. You can set up and not tear down, or you can tear down and not set up. So that depends on if you're an early morning or a late person. I wish I had that option. Yeah, you don't. You no. get paid though. Yeah, I do get paid. See, some people wish they had a check. Yeah. But you don't you get that check. Yeah. See you, that doesn't really apply to them. We yeah. can't hire everybody. Although we wish we could. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice if you had more people that you could do that with? But that's another podcast for another day. But <laughs> it's just true. But that's what I'm saying is is you got to really go I, I don't know what area I would fit best in. You know, some people we have door greeters, ushers, you know what I'm saying? We would love to have parking lot people back again just because people are trying to figure that out in the convention center we found out shreveport convention center it's pretty easy now we didn't realize the value of that parking garage until you didn't have it when we experimented at the bozier civic center because it's you don't have to walk as far or if it's raining you can actually stay covered you don't have to get wet it's mostly covered yeah it's all covered if you park underneath unless you're on the top row yeah you're right because you can go up the elevators and go across walks so even on bad weather you could never even have a drop of rain hit your head if you park in the parking garage pretty crazy but that's things that a lot of people can't say. I mean, it's it's a little bit different. But to have people greet there along the way, we could get better. I mean, there's a lot of things we're just not good at because we don't have enough people. As many volunteers as we have, everybody thinks you have enough. When the truth is, the reason we ask partners to volunteers, we would love for there to be depth. So, like James DeMoss, my guy that helps me with my computer, got the flu last week. There was not a backup to help de- no, James. Not, no. So then Chip came in and did it, thank God, and was able to, he, he Lysoled everything. I asked him, I said, hey, man, I called James, and I heard he went down with the flu, and he was like, don't worry, I Lysoled everything. I'm like, amen, coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you just, it's true, though. It's like, that's a whole other thing. It's like, you want depth so that if you want to go out of town or if you have a sickness in your family, you don't feel bad about missing. You know, you can go, man, I'll, I'll get there, and hey, man, I'm, I just need a, a break, or I'm going to go try, you know. Something with my family this week. I'm going to Dallas for the weekend. We don't, that's cool, man. Just, but we do need people on a regular basis because every week people st- still keep coming. You know, even thousands of people still walk through the doors every week. And that's where everybody goes, well, there's not quite as many as it used to be. I'm like, no, probably not. But check the records. There's thousands of people still walking in those doors. You know, so you go, you know, I think the church has changed all the way across the board for everybody is because of, fear and because of internet and because you can watch it at home and because of busyness and because of stress and anxiety and being tired all those different things have impacted church attendance in a huge way that's why partners are all the more important because we even ask people if you're going to partner we prefer that they serve obviously on at least you know monthly basis if nothing every other week weekly is great but if you can only serve monthly that's better than nothing but in the same way as to sign up online giving, which a lot of people really don't understand how important that is because of if you're not there, if you signed up for online giving, you're still able to meet the needs without having a check dropped into the 
little giving station or something mailed to the office. I mean, you can still do all that, but it's just a whole lot simpler and easier when you sign up online because it's just make sure that it happened. And that means, like, for example, on March 22nd, doing the Dugan Walk, we won't have any giving stations out there unless we're giving it all to go help the kids with cancer, you know, the families that are battling that. So we won't make anything off of that. (laughs) Just pretty much that's a Sunday loss. So that's why a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how we could do that or if we could ever do that. Well, if you have a bunch of online givers and it's already set up, it really does help you long term to do it, you know, to keep paying your bills, brother. Well, and that's that's important, too, that when you say meet the needs, you're not talking about just meeting payroll and your needs. We're talking about community needs. Like yeah. Kids with cancer, not just here in Shreveport, but also in Florida and, and all over the place and, and helping people globally with Africa. So it's more than just our immediate needs. It's oh, yeah. meeting lots of needs. Yeah, we spend way more than we, you know, probably take in. No, that's not exactly true. Next, We're going to do a podcast next week with money because yeah. everybody has money questions. We'll kind of get a little bit more than that. We'll bring in a special guest, John Hagler. Executive pastor. Yeah, and really he'll just come in and go like, yeah, man, we're broke. <laughs> next podcast. Yeah, Easter's coming. <laughs> Easter's coming. But, well, this is a great example. So we're going to do something cool this Easter, okay? So we're trying. We always have an experience, you know, some kind of cool thing that you go, where else are you going to do that? Nowhere. And we've thrown underwear in the building, and people are like, that's weird. Elvis was not in the building. We did it for prisons. We actually had, you know, T-shirts and boxers, and we asked people to have the world's largest indoor underwear throw on an Easter morning. Well, everybody's like, What? But it went, all of those items went to local prisons to meet that need. Well, that's, again, a good example of what you're saying. It's like, how do you do that? Well, it's a cool, you got to go watch it on YouTube. It, the videos are on YouTube as far as the Easter pass. But we've thrown everything in there. We've thrown some crazy stuff. Toilet paper. Toilet, we rolled the CenturyLink, you know, a big arena. And everybody brought in rolls of toilet paper, packages of toilet paper that we donated to the local Shreveport Rescue Mission to meet the need of toilet paper. And we I think we covered their need of toilet paper for like two years. Yeah. Which is something like that. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy. But it was also a really cool experience. So while you're throwing that all in there, you're like going, these are real needs in the community, real problems that we like to try to solve. And we do it in some fun, creative ways. But you need people partnering with you that want to solve that problem. Whether that's a kid battling cancer or whether that is you know, again, uh, serving our local homeless community or if it's helping the local prisons out. There's so many needs. There's so many problems. That's the one good thing about, you know, having that little byline to the loving God, loving people is that there's always going to be problems. And, you know, like even us going to Lebanon in a couple of weeks, you know, Syria has got some problems. And when we get we count our blessings in America is, is Bad as we think it is sometimes, uh, getting uncomfortable and going to see another place in the world make you go, wow. But just like we went to Cedar Grove this past Christmas and did Christmas lights in the hood, man, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But people are like, man, this is really cool. And those were people were impacted by that. And it changed their world. And when they come home every day, it was like, but it cost us to do that. We did that not for free. Now, we had great businesses partner with us. Ellis Pottery helped us out and donated a lot to make it happen. Uh, so what we're going to try to do with the whole walk for good thing for the children's cancer thing, too, is if there's a local business that wants to help, we do that a little different. I mean, I don't know a lot of churches that have done that in the past, but we're like, man, help us. You know, the bikes, giving all those bikes to kids in local schools 
that don't have um, Christmas gifts coming in. Those just a life group came up with that idea, but it costs a lot of money. So we do a do good golf tournament, but they go out and talk to local businesses and try to get people to partner with them to go. I believe in that. I want to be a part of it. And then there are some occasions where it's one individual. Like on the shoes deal, there's a guy that went to school with Angie that really writes that check to cover that $20,000 to put shoes on the feet of kids all throughout Shreveport, Bossier. I mean, that's a lot of money, but there's a lot of kids getting a lot of pair of shoes too. And we love when other people partner with us because it helps us to do more than we've done in the past. You're able to help more people or backpack programs. So there's always levels of commitment too. It's like, hey man, it's five bucks in five minutes, you know, versus, you know, twenty thousand dollars and you know a whole week of your time there's, there's all kinds of ways that you can get involved and we hope that our partners will do that and understand the value of doing that and the impact that it has because yeah, really for for most people it's it's not a lot i mean no. even even on the shoes you can give up and 30 minutes of your day and you can come with your family and experience that and your whole family gets to experience that putting helping these kids that have little to nothing and it's and you're right. And what do they do? It helps those your kids who sometimes can be ungrateful. I have three of those. They can be ungrateful at times. Gives them perspective. It also challenges them to get a little uncomfortable. But if the parents aren't getting uncomfortable, and they don't model that, then they don't typically go to the kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. I mean, it's like you got you got to have some like show them that you're willing to get uncomfortable as well. But yeah. you're right. It's a big deal. Yeah, I think that's very important. Well, we're fixed to have some cool things. I mean, I'm telling you, that that walk for, uh, you know, do good walk, walk for good on March 22nd, I think it is, of this year, at the Louisiana Boardwalk. It was cool to partner with Ashley and all of the Louisiana Boardwalk people and the different businesses there, and we're working all those details out. But we're going to walk across Legos barefooted to raise mm-hmm. money. That's uncomfortable. That's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I'm willing to do it for a kid that's battling cancer. You know, I got Jude up at St. Jude's. I mean, we got kids in our church that are battling cancer still. And, you know, we're going to work with Lighthouse, uh, which is a great organization that helps kids and families get away to the beach for a week and forget about cancer. That's what all the money's going to. So it's a great way, though, to go remind your kids. You can go. This is what's cool to me in the Simple Church as a partner. You can volunteer and do the walk. And have a good time building Legos with your kids and walking across and having jumpies and all the fun stuff that we're going to do on that one day. That's one level. It's going to cost you 15 bucks, I think, if you pre-register for a shirt and to be able to do the walk. Well, all of the proceeds are going to go help people go on the trip and help people with battling cancer to get to a beach vacation that Lighthouse puts on. Then there's other level of going, I want my family to go and actually serve at Lighthouse. So you can raise your money, you can put your money in and actually go spend a week with your kids serving families that are in the middle of some of the toughest circumstances and situations that any of us would go through, and it will change your life. It'll change your kid's life. Last year, just on that side note, we went for the first time, me, my wife, and I only took one of my kids, Emma, went, the other two were at high school camp. And we went to Lighthouse, and we were... Um, impacted by one teenager who was battling cancer and his family they were from north north point church i mean we're andy stanley and all that we yeah we actually our band open eyes played when the mom was in high school <laughs> did you know that no i did not yeah so there was a lady she was just like oh i remember when y'all came you know and i was That's like funny yeah so she had her son 
uh, and Dwayne Wade was paying attention on their on their Facebook and all this stuff. This is a teenage football player that was going to prom one night, and the night that he was supposed to go to prom didn't feel good, went to the doctor and found out that he was diagnosed with cancer that day, the night of his prom, his junior prom. And his battle with cancer started that day. So the Atlanta area and Dwayne Wade from uh, Miami Heat days and all that stuff, all these celebrities, uh, Matt Ryan, the quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons, they all heard about him because it was in their community. Well, he happened to be at our camp that week and was very sick. But he battled to be there and participate, and his family was there. Uh, he actually did magic, too. He was really good at magic, and he was playing with, you know, teaching kids cards and stuff. And they had this big talent show that they're a part of. That's just it's phenomenal what Lighthouse does to, you know, the Lighthouse family retreats, how they just give them a break, and you have fun, and you celebrate, and you give them just a, hey, man, for this hour or for this week, if you can manage it, a break. But then in that process, we got to know him, man, and, and spend time with him and laugh and shed some tears, yes. But then you can't help but be impacted. Emma, all of us were like, wow, like what if that was us? And then what can we do to serve them? And it was uncomfortable at times, absolutely. But in that uncomfortable moment or moments, God was always like, man, learn from it. And there's no better way for your kids to learn than to have them in those moments, for them to participate and, and experience that. Because some of it was fun, and we laughed our heads off and partied and had a great time. Other times it was a little heavy. It was tearful. It was, whew, man, that's that's tough. But either way, you could see God working in all of that. And unfortunately, uh, this past year he passed away. The, the young man passed away, uh, lost his battle with cancer. But to know that he had that week, to know that we got to meet him, to know that um, – that my daughter and me and my wife were all changed as a result. Uh, it's pretty, pretty powerful. And it was awesome for us as a church to partner with that organization, not to just go, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're members. And I was like, listen, all the guys at Lighthouse, we're going to serve, we're going to give, I mean, and we're going to be a part of it. That's why partnerships, what we want to do for organizations, the same thing we want people to do with us because it impacted and it changed us as a church in the same way it will impact you and change you as an individual. And that's important. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely important when you're trying to become like Christ or follow Christ. Yeah, because it, it just takes me to, like, like Operation Christmas Child, when you go to war is and you hand out the boxes. And, like, I went this year, and there were several people that came with their whole families, mm -hmm. and so they have their kids, and their kids are passing out boxes to these kids who have nothing. Yeah. They live in, well, squalor, as we know it. Yeah. But they get super excited over a balloon or an eraser or whatever's in these boxes, and it's so cool to be there and experience that and see that firsthand than watching some video or paying your $5 and going, hey, have fun with that box, you know. Yeah. So it's way more impactful. Well, and again, it's partnership. So we're partnering as a church with Amigo Fiel, and we're going, we're not just going to, say that we're helping you we're going to send you some money we're going to give you a financial commitment we're going to also go we're actually going to participate by taking trips and then we're going to say well, tell us what your needs are we've donated vehicles to them uh, we've helped build construction stuff actually hands-on built stuff from the ground up i mean you and i both know it's a long time partnership financial commitment time commitment 
and but the benefits and the rewards are you know it's huge yeah i've I've driven very uncomfortably in a very uncomfortable bus to give to them so yeah and then true or not did it impact your life in a positive way absolutely always yeah well i was thinking about like and then out as a result of that long-term partnership that the city of bozier would choose to partner with us to be able to partner with the city of juarez and donate you know uh, fire supplies, whether that was fire equipment from firefighters here in our community, to people in a whole nother world that had never, ever knew that they existed. And we were able to take the fire chief and some of the uh, assistant chiefs down to Juarez, put those chiefs together, shake hands and have those experiences, knowing that once again, it's solving a problem. They did not have current up-to-date equipment in Juarez, we were going to literally not be able to use this anymore, and you can't give it to another fire station in the States because of lawsuits and regulations, but that we could take that donated equipment, bunker gear like their jackets and their pants, and give it to a fire station. We partner with partnering with those cities. That is saving those firefighters' lives. I mean, it's changing the world in a very simple, easy way, but it takes partnership to make it happen with organizations, with local communities, you know, to be able to love on them. Put love into action, Scott. Don't forget to show love. Don't forget to show love. That's an insider thing. It was Steve Hartman, I believe. Yep, that was. I love Steve Hartman. I know. Oh, boy, don't we know. Dude, does he not do a great job? I, I will. So just a little insider information. I cried. I mean, bawled at 9 o'clock service sitting at the light board. Yeah. Tears running down on all three videos. Yeah. It's just because... I think what he does great, now, again, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, he's a CBS news guy. He's national news. He's on CBS, uh, the morning show, Sunday morning show. He does uh, an evening thing, too, like specials on telling stories of people in the community. He's like a Rick Rowe on a national level because Rick Rowe does a great job at it. I mean, Doug Warner does a great job with the good stuff. Steve's just been doing it a lot longer, and he has some amazing stories that he tells of people, and guess what? Their uncomfortableness. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it calls it. I mean, both of those stories are great examples of getting uncomfortable and then partnering with other people to accomplish things you could not accomplish on your own. So when I look at that, I'm like, man, that's that's what Jesus was looking for. That's the whole idea of Christianity is that you would work together to accomplish something that cannot be done by one. And that was why I think Christ prayed for us to be as one. I mean, it's true, man. Churches are divided. Nobody really works together as much as they should or they could, and maybe that'll change. Hopefully, Lord willing, times you know get better and you kind of work through that. But to think that if we could work together, even as a church, I mean, even in our church, not everybody does everything. So I'm like, man, if we could just work together, if everybody volunteered, if everybody gave something, can you imagine what would happen? And then if you think that's just our church, imagine if every church in our area gave something and gave their time, what could be different? And then keep expanding it. And I think that's where Jesus was like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for somebody to sit and sing. I'm not listening for, you know, looking for somebody to sit there and go, man, that was a good sermon. It's like when you walk out of there that you would go, what can I do to partner with this organization or this group uh, to be able to to change the world? It makes a difference. And then when when it's turned around and you're the one that needs it, like I've got that buddy that's battling cancer. 
and a bunch of people are partnering together and we're partnering with different businesses to raise money for him. Or as we saw in that Steve Hartman video, neighbors coming together to take care of a woman that couldn't take care of herself or neighbors loving on a man that, you know, had in his whole thing, he had given back over and over again. It's like, isn't that what we want? <laughs> like when you really get it all put down, you know, to the simplest level of what do you want in life? It's like to go, man, to know that I'm loved, that I'm cared for, that, you know, that I can have a difference, that I can make a difference. You know, it's like, I think that's it. I mean, that's what I'm working for. That's what I believe Jesus said. Is that wrong? <laughs> that's what Jesus said, Scott. That's what Jesus is all about. He is. Mm. Love. Well, it's not always easy either because it's, no. un- it's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Especially you get in certain areas, like I'm a smells guy in certain areas. So when or... we did the nursing home thing, that was, <sighs> you were out. Yeah. Remember, that was Valentine's Day a few years ago. I mean, I, mean, I did it, but it, for me personally, it's tough because it's the smell. It gets me right in my throat, right, <laughs> right there. Yeah, I see. I know where your throat is. <laughs> I got it. But, but this is what I think about is all those people that sit there without anybody. I got a text right before I walked in here today. You remember Carlos Mesa? Yeah. He's not doing well. So he's in a, a assisted living facility or something. So the nurse, some nurse that knew me goes, hey, man, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Would you come by and see? And I'm like going, Carlos went with us to the first mission trip I ever took in my life. Carlos Mesa went with me. So this is a guy who's given to me and served with me, and he was a translator and but he's just getting older and he's not doing well. So I was like, I got to get there today. I'm going. I got to go by. It'll be uncomfortable. It'll be maybe a little, you know, might be a little stinky. Not in Carlos's room particularly, but I mean, sometimes the facilities are, you know. But I'm going. I do that for Carl. I mean, dude, I would whatever I got to do, whatever I can do to help him. Well, it's the same way as those nursing homes and things. Think of all those people today that won't have anybody visit them. All of those people that are longing for somebody, I'm like going as a believer, as a follower in Christ. Man, come on, we need to do something about that. We could figure that out. Uh, The prison situation. How many people are waiting, hoping that somebody would come see them? Yeah, really. I mean, you just go through it, and that's what I'm saying. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. But, boy, if we could all partner together and say, man, I can give you 30 minutes. I can give you an hour. I can give you a little bit of money, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks a month, whatever it is. It all adds up because then you're able to meet the need beyond that, not just going to see them, which is huge, but also say there's a financial need. You're like, man, we got you. Man, let us help pay for this or let's bring you lunch or let us find some way to help solve the problem that's before us just so that we're not sitting there going, oh, all y'all did was just talk. Y'all ain't helping nobody. Like, No, that's not what we want to do, man. We want to help. Mm-hmm. We want to put it into action. Mm-hmm. So, Because what, that's what's important and that's what's impactful. It is impactful. It's very impactful. So someone's listening today. What could be your step? Well, you could come visit us. Try it. You can email us if you have questions specifically, because now can they listen? Yeah, uh, it's not up at this exact moment, but it should be up later today, Mm -hmm. is we will have a podcast at the Simple Church email. Yeah. So you can email us directly. Yeah, so if there's something you want us to, yeah, we'll try to answer it and try to help. Because if it helps you to take a step towards Christ and out of, you know, being alone, you know, to whether that's like we've talked about life groups before or our serving group or just coming to church, 
dude, it, could, it it's, can really be a marker in your life that you look back and go, man, it changed me. This is different. But what can we do to help you take that step? That's probably one of the questions. And one of the reasons we're doing this, probably the most important reason that you would do a podcast is so that people get their questions answered and they go, now I understand. Now I know why it's important. Because we don't typically have another 45 minutes just to talk about all this other stuff that we're talking about today. Nope. But we'd love to answer your questions. We'd yeah, and to... in fact, one of the things we're going to do is once a month, we're going to have uh, a question and answer session where we're going to take those yeah. questions and go through not all of them, because I'm sure there's a lot that are going to come in, mm-hmm. but some of the more important ones we're going to go through and actually yeah. answer them on the podcast. Yeah, and then like uh, if you happen to be listening now and, and you're going, well, what can I do? We're going to do another Backstage with Simple Church this Sunday. We're going to do it the first Sunday of every month. And it is where you can actually meet me in person, shake my hand. I, we take you to, I'll introduce you to Scott. You get to shake Scott's Yay. hand. You get to go see where the lights are run, where the sound is run. You get to see the trailer, everything backstage with the Simple Church. And so then you get to eat a little something with us. I mean, we don't have anything nice, but I mean, we have a little bit of food for you, maybe a little ghetto pizza, you know what I'm saying? But you get a little snack because it's only 30 minutes after the service. It's always after the last service. So you know, about 12 o'clock, 12.15, and it only takes 30 minutes. You're out there about 12.45. We did our first one last Sunday, and it was way more people than I thought was coming. <laughs> I mean, I, RSVP would be good. You can sign yeah. up on our app. They can download our app, too. Mm-hmm. So that's big. We have an app. Look up The Simple Church, and that, that's a great way to follow, stream, get all my notes, all the things that uh, people ask us about and how they can do it. Yeah, and uh, you can link to the podcast through the app, or you will be able to, excuse me. Yeah, see, that's what we're trying to do is make it easier on you. So if you're driving to work, just open the app and boom, it's right there. Yeah, you need to get that going. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because the app is, I think they've had two, almost 3,000 downloads of the app or something like that. Yeah, we're working on it. So yeah, This is all new to me, and I don't know what I'm doing. So Welcome to the Simple Church. Yep, that's how we roll. Where everything's new, and we really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that's pretty much the truth, isn't it? Yeah, but hey, we try. We do try, and the, the heart is there. Yes. And we're trying new things. And let's give it up for Scott one more time. Oh, See, we're doing so podcasts, son. Yay. Hey, so we were going to tell you, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. Please email us. What was the email address again? Podcast at thesimplechurch.tv. That's right. That's so that you can ask questions and then yeah, come and, and we'll, see us. Yeah, and we'll feature your email. That's right, Shreveport Convention Center. Three hours, 9, 10, 11. Shreveport, downtown Shreveport. We'd love to see you. You can also check us out at thesimplechurch.tv. And download our app. That's it. It's available in the App Store and Google Play. Until next time, Scott. I love you. I love you, too. And I then, love you. <laughs> and next time, by the way... John Hagler, almost said Justin Hagler, but John Hagler yes. will be here talking about financial peace. Oh, yeah. He's got it. Well, because good, good Lord, we all know we need some help with them finances personally. Oh, yeah. And uh, corporately. Mm, yes. mm. Mm. We love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.